long as I don't say something you don't want. I'm in West Vancouver today, and I had heard about a lady quite some time ago when I first started working, and everybody was calling her Gigs. And then I realized, actually, she does like to be called that, right? Yes. <laughs> so it's Shirley Giggy. And Shirley, you have just returned uh, from service, but I'd like to go back in time and start with, uh, what did you study at university? Oh, uh, my undergraduate degree was in geography in German. And where was that? Uh, I started the first two years at the University of Victoria, and then I transferred to Carleton. Oh. So, um, oh, great. And it was at Carleton that my geog one of my geography professors was the CUSO campus coordinator. Oh, how nice. <laughs> okay, that's the connection. That's how I started. Plus, yes. m in my second year at Carleton, I shared an apartment with Chris Bryant's sister. Oh, so I've read about you. Yes. Chris was, at that time, the field officer in the Caribbean. Yes. And um, so CUSO was on my doorstep, whether I liked it or not. It was, it was something was calling to me. Oh, wonderful. So after you finished that first degree, um, you then already got an assignment. You, then you went to school again. No, I went to I went on CUSO to Sierra Leone. Sierra, Sierra Leone. And what year was that? 1970. Wow, the world was changing then. Yes, it was. What was happening in Sierra Leone in 1970? Well, um, the, the Leone at that time was still backed by the pound, the British pound. Okay. Um, independence had been ten years before. Okay. Uh, the country was... Not too unstable, but it was it, it had development issues, right? um, and um, I think there were about forty of us Cusos in the country. Yeah. What were you doing on that assignment? That's when Cuso sent bachelor degree Canadians yeah. to teach. Okay, so you were a teacher. Yes. What did you teach? Geography. Geography and what? <laughs> and English, and I was the sports mistress, which if oh. anybody who knows me, that is so funny. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and where was this school? School was in the center of the city, the center of the country in Maburka, and it was the Maburka Secondary School for Can Girls. Can you spell that one? M-A-G-B-U-R-A-K-A. Yeah. Okay. Secondary school for girls. Did it have high standards at that time? No. Okay. It of the of the secondary it was the only government secondary school for girls. Uh, all the other secondary schools in Sierra Leone at that time were church based, be the Catholic Church or the Anglican Church or whatever. And so Maborka um, basically took those girls who were all you know who could just make it into secondary school okay. qualifications and that and that didn't make it into the other schools. So the standards were quite low. So you did that for two years? Mm -hmm. Okay, then you come back and then what happens to Well, prior to while I was in high school in Kelowna, I had worked in the local public library. And I loved it. I knew that was also another calling of mine. And um I while I was in Sierra Leone at the school, the library box books had all been packed up in boxes and put in a storeroom, so I resurrected the library. 
And then I also sort of started thinking about information and access to information as a, as a global right, and that mm. information was actually powerful, very powerful, and um, that in order for developing countries to develop, they needed access to information. And so rather than just books, it was information, but it led me into the field of librarianship. Okay. And um, at that time, CUSO actually had scholarships. Wow. And I got a CUSO scholarship to do my master's. Really? Yeah, for the first year I did, yeah. And where was that? I did my master's of library science at the University of British Columbia. At UBC. Oh, so, so you're a UBC alum, uh, alumni, so you would have got one of our invitations from them and from us? Probably. Okay, good. So that's intriguing, okay, that, you would have, that we would have scholarships. Oh, way back special. then, yes. Well, you know, these were the years of, I think, I guess they were, were they Trudeau years? But there was money. Yes, there were, yeah, because I money. came from, yeah. yeah. So then you do this, this um, you become a librarian. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do? Um, then I go to into the community college system of British Columbia, and I'm up at the College of New Caledonia in Prince George for a couple of years. Oh. And then I moved back down to Vancouver, uh, and I w became uh, an independent consultant in small library development in like organizations um, and uh, NGOs and stuff that. This was before computers, so but organizing their journals and their and access to information on a small scale, and that was really quite interesting. And I did several contracts. UNA was one of them. Um, Spark. Oh, why? Yeah. And then I I got itchy feet again, and I applied to CUSO again, mm -hmm. and I went off to Papua New Guinea. PNG, and yeah. that was what year? Do you remember? Nine, January 1980. Oh, okay, so a decade goes by, and she ends up in PNG. And what are you doing there this time? I'm teaching librarianship. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel more confident then, the second time you go? Different. Uh, completely different. I'm now zeroing in. Yes, I have a profession now. Yes. And whereas when you, you know, a BA, and I mean, I must. I'll go back a little bit, and 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 there were several other people in. Sierra Leone at the time, and we <laughs> we felt that CUSO was not being fair to developing countries by sending untrained teachers. Okay. And there were a couple of trained teachers in our group, and uh, they felt strongly about this as well. And we there were a group there was a group of us who went down on a, well, I guess I think it was an Easter holiday weekend or something down to an island together, and the island was called Tasana. And or the the little town we were village we were staying in was called Tasana, and we came up with the Tasana Manifesto. Okay. <laughs> and um, which basically called on CUSO to put skilled, qualified people into jobs, and not have us general BAs. We were, I mean, it, it, to me, we were all beginning. We were beginning to realize that it was quite patronizing, that it was not the best use for the recipient country of our skills, you know, I mean, you know, we need, so teachers should be trained if they're going to be going into the classroom, right. so that, that's a little aside. So I like that, though, because <laughs> <laughs> we should, uh, as, as these countries ev uh, evolved, well, they were very evolved, but evolved further, 
that they uh, realized that they they needed particular skills and uh, we were yeah probably fooling ourselves and thinking that <laughs> anything would do <laughs> a young a young canadian with starry eyes and you know 21 years old i mean please okay this <laughs> manifesto do you remember the names of some of those oh are they going to kill me <laughs> yes um tom morton was one of them okay Le hi tom <laughs> yeah and leo goulet okay um Oh, what was not? What? If only then how how advanced they were. <laughs> like yeah, now, that's yeah. the, our, our main focus mm -hmm. in sending skilled people. Um, the there right. Were, there were there were about ten or twelve of us, I wow. think, that went on that. And and I, if I went back and found the picture, I could probably pick them out. Bring me the picture. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you go there second time. You're in PNG. Okay, that's one place I would love to see in my life. Um, it's it's a very beautiful country. Yes, and where were you in PNG? I started off in Port Moresby okay. at the Administrative College, which is where it was the, the library training thing there. Uh, there were three levels of library training, <coughs> library assistants who were students right out of junior secondary school. And then we did a, a diploma as well. And um, what was the intermediate one? I can't remember. But um, we were all expatriates teaching. Okay. Um, Two-year term you had mm -hmm. then? And then, but I started this thing again about information and development mm. was rolling in the back of my mind. Mm. And um, I also felt that so many of the students had come from up country, but they were staying in Port Moresby to get jobs. And they weren't necessarily getting jobs in libraries. There aren't that many libraries, right? Um, but they were, because we trained them in good telephone skills, good filing skills, and typing, and all sorts of other things, they got pulled into other jobs in government oh, and in okay. private enterprise. But, you know, nonetheless, it's training, and it's, um, it's for per their own personal de um, development. development. But I, as I said, I was still wondering about this information for development, and I spouted off, I guess, a bit too much. And I was asked by... Um, a woman who was working in a rural development project up in the East Sepik. Um, excuse me, the cat. Cat scratching furniture. Well, yes, he's probably feeling Wanting. left out. Okay. So, um, that uh, they were building a community center in this rural area. Um, and uh, would I come up and help them build a community library? Oh, so like starting from scratch in terms mm -hmm. of it's it's uh, architecture everything. everything inside how well that's a rare opportunity right. and no electricity okay. and uh, a, a young woman was identified that I could train who could carry on and um, most of the people were people who had excuse me moved into that area and they were on a resettlement scheme and they were from thirty different language groups Ooh. and they. Basically, it was a fairly high level of illiteracy, so the whole thing was how do you take information and take stuff that's in books and repackage it, make it available. Plus, there was a small primary school there, so we could also serve as a primary school library. So I did that for a year, and I came from moving from Port Moresby up to the Seabig. I did come home, and I went on a fundraising tour. 
across Canada. Oh. Mm -hmm. So that really helped. And Chris Bryant was my field officer. <laughs> okay. And Greg Spengen. Okay, I've heard both those names. Yes. Greg Spengen. Yeah. So you do you do your work in PNG and then you come back to our organization again. Um is there one more time before you do this assignment now? No, but I did stay on PNG for another couple of years. Okay. With us or with another organization? Yes, I stayed with QSO the whole time. Okay. I then worked with, because um, while I was, uh, I then was asked to do a bit of research into the national literacy policy okay. uh, in a country where there's 750 languages. And Ooh. and that that project was, it it, it teetered quite a bit because it was just me trying to do the research. and But I realized that um, there were some projects around mother tongue literacy mm. and I went and worked um, from that up into another development project in the, in the Highlands for a preschool mother tongue literacy thing where the outcomes had been changed and uh, various things. So I, I, had, I rewrote that program. And then I began to realize that I was moving into literacy and what were the role? What was the role of libraries? Okay. So, I then left PNG and I went off to live in the UK okay. to follow a further to follow further studies in libraries and literacy, yes. and then wrote a little booklet for the Commonwealth Secretariat on how to set up rural community resource centers, we call them, and get rid of the word library because it has certain connotations. Right? And um, and from that developed a, a consulting career. Uh, I was, so I worked for the British Council, World University Service, um, UNESCO, various other organizations on training in librarianship for rural information services. So from a library point, librarianship point of view, as opposed to say a, a radio or other type of communication, okay. but yeah. So these beginnings in geography <laughs> led you to a whole darn career here. It's well, amazing. yeah, kind of a. Yeah, it opened of a, your eyes and show, showed you different ways mm -hmm. of doing things. And then now, recently, uh, you're still a consultant. Or are you retired I'm now? pretty well retired. I still teach as an adjunct faculty member at UBC and the University of Alberta. Oh. I teach international librarianship. International librarianship. Mm -hmm. And this time, we send you where? This time, I go to Cambodia. And this time, it's a short-term one, right? It's a short-term, a six-month placement. Mm -hmm. um, I decided I didn't want to do a two-year placement. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, zero in on something. And I was asked to to develop a digitization project. So, I mean, basically, we all download documents from the internet. And if you go to a library site and and you're doing research or something in, in a library database, you'll download those documents. But those documents have to be put there mm -hmm. in a digital form. And there was a group of people involved in education in 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 Cambodia. Excuse me, Grimble, may I, do you want to stop this and I'll put him away? <laughs> All right, just a second, sorry.